25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Ready to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let him out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, buddy. Two a days. Two practices per day. That time of year is almost here. Or is it? Have they done away with it? We used to have three a days when I was in high school. That's how old I am. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. I stay connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. Customer inspired at a C Spire repair center. They can help you out. They've got one hour phone repair fixing any phone from any carrier with certified parts and technicians at a C Spire location near you. You want to find out where they are exactly, look them up. Cspire.com slash repair. It's that easy. Coming up, Travis Ryer from Bama Online he is going to jump in here. We're going to chat it up with him just a little bit. Travis, a good guy. Got to see him over there at uh, SEC Media Days. Follow him on tw- Twitter, Travis Ryer. His last name spelled R-E-I-E-R. Um, Alabama.247sports.com. And he has a show. Just ended a little while ago on a radio station over there in Tuscaloosa. So he's coming up in a bit, so stick around for that. But you can be a part of the show. You can text questions, 885-ESPN, stuff like that. 885-ESPN. You can call the Divini phone, 995-1059. Give me a shout. On Twitter, I am Radio Wyatt. Let's take a look at these um, Numbers for Alabama. I got to throw them at Travis also. How many more people they've enrolled since Nick Saban got there? Got to remember to come back around to that. Yeah, two a days. Do they even have two a days in high school anymore? You know, I know they did away with it in big time college football. You know, the NCAA rules now say that what you can't have. Well, hold on. Have they completely done away with two a day practices in the NCAA now? Somebody may have to look that up for me. They may have. I don't know if I'm dreaming it or what. They may have done I know for the last 10 years or so, the NCAA had a rule that schools could not have consecutive two-a-days. Meaning, like today, if you practice twice, tomorrow you're only allowed to practice once. You can't have consecutive two-a-days. Man, this time of year, too. Late July, early August. Hot as all get out. You better have been out in it during the summer or you would die once practice started. And I let that happen to me once in high school, sophomore year. I thought I was great. You know, everybody tell me how good I am. <laughs> thought I'm great. 
I'm fine. I'm just going to walk out there and be okay. Shoot. Practice started. We started running at the end of practice. I almost died. I thought, never again am I going to spend all summer long sitting around in the air conditioning, not getting used to this heat. <laughs> I made sure of that going forward. That was a rough experience. But yeah, my junior year of high school, so talking about 1993, I had four head coaches in four years of high school. Yeah, so the third one, we had three-a-day practices. I'm not kidding. Practice in the morning, go home, eat lunch, whatever. Come back out there around 3, go home, eat supper, all that, and then come back out there at night and have special teams practices. Like all day. And then in college, you know, my entire college career in the late 90s at Mississippi State, we had two-a-days for somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 to 15 straight days. So half a month, solid, every day, practicing twice a day. And your whole team would forget what day it is. The whole team. Nobody know. You just totally lose track of time and everything else. You just hang on to each other. Some days you'd, you'd be so out of it and checked out mentally and exhausted, you'd just see your teammates kind of like cattle, like just kind of moving towards the facility. You think, well, I better get up and go too. It must be time to practice again. <laughs> time for meetings. <laughs> So they've done away with a lot of that crap. But I don't know if I don't know if high schools are allowed to have two practices a day anymore or not. Um, it's just hard to imagine going through it. You know, kids can do anything. But us old folks sure can't. There's no way I could come anywhere near going through any of that like they do right now. None whatsoever. All right, so uh, tweet me at Radio Wyatt. Some of the tweets came in yesterday after the show, and this whole thing, um, this whole thing with the scheduling, and at least the idea that it ought to. Um, hey, Roger, I'll try to shoot him a text and just give us a call. We'll see if the phone. He's rings. standing by. Oh, we got him. Okay. All right, I didn't see your text a minute ago. Um, we'll, we'll get into that now and kind of continue the conversation. And, and I think it's going to be an ongoing one, too. And one of the you know, primary voices out there for change in the scheduling model has been for several years is Nick Saban. He actually has kind of been the only guy who would go to the podium in a public way and say, man, this, this scheduling thing is really not as good. We need to play another conference game and and all that, I kind of tip my cap. I mean, he's in a position where he can do it. His fan base isn't going to chew him up, spit him out if he suggests this. But I think it is the right idea. A guy who covers Alabama all the time is our friend Travis Ryer. Follow him on Twitter. Spell his name out, at Travis Ryer. It's R-E-I-E-R. He's with BamaOnline.com. Has a show at Tide 102.9 in Tuscaloosa. And he's on your radio right now. Hey, Travis, good to see you last week, man. How are you? It was awesome, Matt. Great to catch up with you. Always a wealth of insight, and we uh, we certainly enjoyed hearing from you. A wealth of insight. I wish I could turn that insight into a wealth of money, you know, but <laughs> and figured that out yet. But hey, um, I, I've been kicking this around now for a couple of days, and Nick Saban seems to be out in front and happy to be in saying the league needs to change this scheduling model that we have currently, which is eight conference games, four non-conferences. 
Does is that something that issue does that resonate with Alabama fans when he talks about it? I think anything the guy says, as you know, resonates with the fan base. But you know, I, I think it's it's sensible on multiple levels. And you're right; he's kind of up there by himself right now when mm-hmm. he bangs that ten game SEC drum. He started with nine uh, years ago in campaigning for SEC teams to play a, uh, a nine-game conference schedule. He's kind of up the ante to 10 right now because you know, I think he understands that you know, it, it's, it's, it's on multiple levels. Um, you know, and first and foremost, the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about the sort of ticket seats crisis that we've got building in, in the sport, and it's not just college football. It's, it's other outlets as well of, of sports, but... Um, yeah, he hasn't gotten a lot of uh, a lot of assistance in that in that narrative, though, in trying to push for for more conference action. Yeah, and and I'm I may be wrong on this, but one theory I I think may be valid, Travis, is that you know Nick he's got a pocket full of national championship rings, and you know best program in the country, certainly the best in the SEC, and nobody's going to. You know, question his sanity if he jumps out there and says it. Whereas, if I'm just using example, you know, if Mark Stoops at Kentucky says, "Hey, we want to play ten conference games," his fans may say, "You're nuts." You know what I mean? But they're not going to do that to Saban. I- am I in the ballpark? You think? Yeah, I think. Although, you know, it's working pretty well the way it is right now for Alabama, right? Yeah, um, right. Right. It sets up not only for Alabama to pile up wins. But you think about the sort of break that a team like Alabama gets within the schedule by having New Mexico State mm. uh, come to Tuscaloosa on on September the 7th between Duke and a road trip to Columbia for South Carolina on September the 14th. Um, you know, so in addition to two bye weeks this year, uh, Alabama has some what are essentially built-in bye weeks on the schedule, Western Carolina. Uh, before the Crimson Tide goes to, to Auburn in late November. So, you know, in, in, in some ways, yeah, Alabama should be okay with nine, ten league games. Yeah. Uh, but in plenty of other ways, they, they benefit like everybody else, perhaps even more so uh, in, in having an eight-game SEC schedule. Travis Ryer on your radio right now. Y'all follow him on Twitter. Just spell his name out, at Travis Ryer. You can find him at BamaOnline.com. And has his own show in uh, the uh, late mornings, middays at Tide 102.9 in Tuscaloosa. You know, you mentioned that, and that's the thing to me, the declining attendance. It's, you know, most parts of the country, it's not like this, you know, huge number of people dropping off every year. It's just a steady decline overall in people buying tickets and attending games and stadiums. And they've got to figure out a way to curb it or it will get out of hand. And so I wonder about it, Alabama. You go to all the games and see them. You've got a 100,000-seat stadium and the number one team in the country. But even at a place like Alabama, in certain games, are you seeing a drop-off in attendance and students and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. The, the students were sort of the crux of the issue mm. initially. Um, but with the implementation of the SEC network and uh, every game's televised now, uh, it's becoming more of a of, of a fan base issue. Although Tide Pride, which is you know the the outlet for for season tickets, the the donor base there 
uh, in which you go through to obtain season tickets at Alabama, they're, they're not hurting, okay? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, let's clear on that. They're, <laughs> they're doing just fine. But what we're seeing is, I think in, in relation to Alabama's dominance, opposing fan bases aren't as fired up about making the trip to Tuscaloosa. They've seen that movie before. I mean, if yeah. you're Arkansas at this point, what's your motivation mm-hmm. to make that long trip to Tuscaloosa? So we're seeing, I think, even more return tickets from opposing fan bases. Mm-hmm. And then it ties in with, well, even Alabama fans have seen that movie before with a lot of these games. And also, they don't have to they don't have to go to the game anymore. You know, every game. It was one thing, Matt, when it was maybe a mid level SEC game that made television ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Now Alabama Western Carolina is televised. And and I'm not saying that's entirely a bad thing there's plenty of people that really the only way they could probably consume or or take in a game for whatever reason is via television but even those that have the ability to go now are sitting there thinking i've got a pretty good situation right here 200 miles away where i can enjoy the game and controlled climate don't have to make the drive there and back if it's an eight o'clock kick i'm not getting home at 2 a.m or taking that chance from a safety perspective, there's just the, the fan has more options than ever before, and, and a lot of them entail not having to leave the comfort of their of their family room. That's it, Travis Ryer on your radio. And Travis, do you think, like, if we try to project it out, do you think for a lot of those people who are not a lot of those empty seats that we have in all these different stadiums, when they're the team is playing, you know, Western Carolina or you know, Abilene Christian on November 23rd and stuff, which state's going to do this year. Do you think the simple answer is replace it with a conference team? You know, if it's one more conference game or if it's one, you know, bigger out of conference, then people will buy those tickets. Is the answer that simple? I think it is. I think that and going more to home and home, which Hmm. you're seeing Alabama do. You're going to see Alabama and Texas coming up. Uh, I think Oklahoma rolls back on the schedule. West Virginia, uh, home and home. Even a two-for-one with USF uh, with one of those in Tampa. So I, I think it, it's a combination of those things that would certainly go a long way in producing a positive impact because what we're seeing right now are things that Alabama, you never would have imagined 10 years ago. I mean, Alabama today dropped a promotion for a four-game pack. That includes the LSU game. Wow. You know, we had seen some packs before where, okay, you get the, the non-cons that, that no one wants to go to, and, you know, you'll get Arkansas and Ole Miss, and that'll be your four-game pack. In this one, they're including LSU, and you choose between Arkansas or Ole Miss, and then you also get two from New Mexico State and Western Carolina. So, you know, even at Alabama, again, for the multitude of reasons that we've outlined, a lot of that involving opposing fan bases and the tickets that are being sent back and uh, the struggles that Alabama's having to, to sell them on their end, uh, you know, some, some, some games that have that premium designation, Matt, more and more are getting thrown into these three, four, or five game packs. Right. right. And, and Travis, you know, as I hear you talk about it, hear some others, you know, talk about it intelligently, and it all just makes so much sense. And I, I always find myself then going, well, what's the, what's the negative then? Like, how can anybody argue against this? What do people bring up to keep it, this change in the scheduling from happening? Like, 
I don't even know what the reason for not changing it is. Do you? I just I think the fan pushback is is you, you said it. It's not been dramatic, maybe in decrease. Yeah, uh, but it, it's happening, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it, it's a lot of money when you add it up. And you know, for Alabama specifically, they're about to undergo another uh, stadium refurbishment, augmentation, whatever you want to call it, yeah. that is going to be heavy on amenities, and amenities equal higher ticket prices. Yeah. So you're going to sell tickets at the current rate, you know, with television being so prominent, uh, and basically your own competitor that you created for yourself because you took the TV money. Yeah. Um, but if, if you're going to continue to try to get people not only out to the ballpark, but continue to raise ticket prices, you're going to have to have Texas in here. Next year, you're going to have Georgia. That'll help, but that's a league game. Um, you know, Alabama will still be in neutral site mode for the next year or two, but you're going to see those home-and-homes really start to come on around 2022, 2023, uh, and, and it needs to happen. And, again, if you combine that with sort of a model that is suggesting with nine or even ten league games, I think you can you can sort of rectify that. But I don't think it's a guarantee, mm. you know, that people are going to leave the comfortable confines and and make the, the effort, the financial commitment and everything that goes with, you know, turning up at a stadium. And uh, it'll help. There's mm. no doubt about it. But I don't know if there is an easy answer moving forward. I, I'm just like you. I, I don't know that there's an easy answer because there's not a guaranteed answer. Um. But, but I can't help but feel like as I look at it that one thing probably is guaranteed that that old tried and true, if you just keep on doing what you've always done, you're just going to get what you've always gotten. And and what that's doing right now is it is a steady decline, you know, in attendance and people coming to the games. Um, so I got two minutes left. Uh, you, you piqued my curiosity. So you think we look up in five, six years and we're going to have – very few of these like neutral site kickoff games in the first week. I I think it's going to come down to the real players, right? Yeah. It seems like everybody got into that pool sure. of neutral site games. This year you've got Jacksonville hosting Florida state and Boise state. Mm-hmm. Um, Orlando's gotten in heavy. Maybe they can sustain. I think it's going to go back to the real players in that market, whether that's just Atlanta whether we're talking about just Dallas, um, maybe another market or two, but Charlotte, uh, Orlando, Jacksonville, you know, Houston, think of all the places, all the towns that we've seen jump into that. I think that'll probably dry up a little bit. There will still be a place for it. Mm-hmm. And if you're Alabama, it's going to be hard to turn down those five, six million dollar checks per game. Um, but in terms of, of sustaining the, the, entirety of your regular season schedule you're still going to have to play more home and homes and i think you're going to see that with alabama and others man travis really good stuff i've enjoyed this i kind of feel like the time went by quickly which means i means i enjoyed it it's great to talk to you excellent (laughs) info man talk to you soon hey thanks a lot matt look forward to it take care you too same here that's travis ryer y'all follow him on twitter at travis ryer it's spelled r-e-i-e-r He's at BamaOnline.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he also has his show there um, weekdays, 11 to noon at Tide 1029 in Tuscaloosa. 
And um, I, I, I thought it was excellent info. You know, there's someone who's looking at it from an Alabama perspective. And Alabama doesn't have the same prospectus as some other people who are dealing with these issues. But what it does is it sets the curve on all this. And when their coach, they're the number one team, and when their coach is saying, look, our students don't want to come watch us beat up on New Mexico State. And our students and our fans don't want to go to Tuscaloosa and buy an, I'm sorry, to Atlanta and buy an expensive ticket to watch us beat up on Duke. (laughs) And he's not saying that. I'm putting those words in his mouth. What he's saying is, Every, every other Power Five conference is playing nine conference games and three out of conference. So you've got Big Ten schools that are playing nine conference games that their fans are all interested in. Plus one big out of conference in a Power Five. So you got some Big Ten teams that only have two just matchups on the whole schedule, at least according to their fan base. And he's saying at least do that. You know, you do run into the four home games, five road, five home games, four road, where it can get lopsided. And maybe that's why he's jumped up to saying, instead of nine conference games, let's do 10. And I would just be for it. I think for everybody, for the good of the sport. And people go, yeah, well, it won't be good for State and Ole Miss because it'll be harder to get to a bowl game. So what? There are 48 bowl games out there. We're going to get more. What's the big deal about going to a bowl game now? Make a way too big a deal out of that. It used to be something. Now everybody gets a bowl. State went to one, had five wins one year because they were good in the classroom. Are you kidding me? They didn't have enough teams. (laughs) Bowl games? I say do it for the good of everybody, players included. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Well, it's time to go on this rant one more time about certain teams and their quote-unquote cross-division rivalry games holding the rest of the SEC hostage. Time to go on that rant again. I feel as though it is my civic duty to remind you. (laughs) And look, you know, some people look back fondly on the days when, like, Ron Polk used to look for every opportunity to rail on the NCAA and attack them. And other people say that he was kind of going about it the wrong way. He should have been attacking other things. But I guess what I'm saying is, if you get tired of this, uh, feel free to let me know. Problem is, um, at this point in my life, I'm just kind of immune to a lot of things. And criticism and negativity is one of them, two of them. <laughs> You shouldn't really be immune to criticism. You ought to be able to listen and soak it in and use it to get better. Problem is, I've just heard so much of it till it goes in one ear and out the other. I've been there, Roger. Roger, when you are 18, 19 years old, standing on the 50-yard line or so, and about, I don't know, 45,000 people booing you <laughs> all at once. After that, you kind of become immune to what, what did you do? Oh, it was bad. I think I, I threw four interceptions against Memphis one time. <laughs> sure did. I thought it was the end of the world. 
They would have been talking about the receivers then. No, it was not. Hey, oh, I, I promise you it was not the receivers. We had good receivers. We just didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> and uh, for about an hour, I thought it was the end of the world, and then I got over it real quick, <clears throat> as, as college kids do, you know. I even uh, remember I was walking with my family into a Harvey's restaurant, and my coach, not Coach Cheryl, but one of our assistants, was sitting in the window seat, and he knocked on the window, and when I looked and saw it was him, he stuck his tongue out at me and laughed real hard. <laughs> Everybody got over it pretty quick. Anyway, um, <clears throat> that said, here's the thing. All right, let me reset. I'm mad. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team at Farm Bureau. You can text me at 885-ESPN, or better yet, call me on the Divini Equipment phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. They've been doing it better, longer than anybody else. Um, So give me a shout. Now, look. People at the Southeastern Conference office will argue this. Other people around the league will argue this. They don't hate me for saying this. They just disagree. I've talked to some who disagree with me adamantly. I will never back off of this. (laughs) It's because, look, I'm just telling you, this is what it is. In the SEC, you have 14 teams. The whole scheduling model is a little convoluted, maybe more than a little. It's messed up. And one huge reason that it is messed up, to the degree that it is, is because of four teams and the supposed historical games that have historical significance, and they are traditions Alabama versus Tennessee on the third Saturday in October. And Auburn versus Georgia. They've been playing that one longer, right? Like they talk about how long we've been playing that one. Well, so what? I don't care. Okay, how long you've been playing it? Who cares what happened 100 years ago? It means nothing. Right now. Anyway. But that's the point. You have 14 teams and four of them hold the rest of the league hostage Because, frankly, those four teams, more than any of the others, have the ear of the conference. Those four teams and their old alumna, alumni, and their money have sway with the conference and always have. Alabama, Tennessee, and Auburn and Georgia. They say these are traditions. These are yearly games. These are... These are games that must be played every year. I mean, you talk about pretentious. This Alabama-Tennessee thing, they even gave it a name and didn't really name it, just used the day on the calendar. It is called the third Saturday in October. Kiss my foot. The third Saturday in October. I mean, come on. Very pretentious. It's the most pretentious pile of horse crap. And here's the thing about it. That series, that rivalry, has never been competitive. 
Let me say that again. <laughs> I say never. In our lifetime, none of y'all can remember a time where year in and year out, this thing was a toss-up. None of you. Alabama, listen to me now, Alabama won 11 straight years over Tennessee from 1971 to 1981. 11 straight games. Then, Tennessee won four straight. <laughs> then, Alabama went on a, a, a nine-game win streak from 1986 to 1994. Then what happened? Then, Tennessee won seven in a row until 2001. And right now, as we speak in 2018, right now, as we speak, 2019, but going back to last year, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Alabama's won 12 games in a row over Tennessee in this protected rivalry game. The scores in that 12-game win streak, 41 to 17, 41 to 10, 29 to 9, 37 to 6, 44 to 13, 45 to 10, 34 to 20, <laughs> 49 to 10. Close one there. 40, <laughs> 49 to 10, 45 to 7, and last year 58 to 21. It is a laughing stock. And it has been for 50 years. Yet that give us some more of that. Yes. But the conference, the Southeastern Conference, believes so much that the third Saturday in October belongs to Alabama versus Tennessee that therefore the rest of the conference must play a cross-division rival every year. It's the reason that Kentucky is on Mississippi State's schedule every year. It's the reason that Vanderbilt is on Ole Miss's schedule every year. And I hadn't even gotten started on this Auburn must play Georgia thing every year. See, they say we're only going to play eight conference games, but we've got these traditional rivalry games we have to protect. I swear to you, listen, South Carolina, they might even know who their cross division quote unquote rival is. It's Texas AM, isn't it? AM? Is that who it is? That's who it is. Nobody in the state of South Carolina or Texas can tell you one reason why they must play each other every year. There isn't Heck one. Heck of a drive. It's stupid. It's the biggest, it's the biggest dummy move that the conference has made. <laughs> and they don't make many dummy moves in the SEC. Just look around and you can tell. Smart people, sharp people know what they're doing. But this thing right here, it's so obvious. The decision makers simply, they're not in the conference office. The decision makers are in Tuscaloosa and Knoxville, Tennessee. And therefore, we're going to have the third Saturday in October. Holds the rest of the league hostage. And why we have a convoluted scheduling makeup. And right now, teams are... 
making budget cuts. We can't sell our tickets. Stick around. Train, train. And see, and I'd go lawyer here on you and say, okay, well, if you if you believe strongly that rivalry games and the rivalry concept is strong and therefore good for your conference, then why not have more of them? Right? Like how are you gonna how are you gonna argue that? Okay. So you're telling me the third Saturday in October, Tennessee, Alabama is a even though it's cross division, it's a rivalry thing that needs to happen. It's good for the league. Auburn, Georgia, every year, cross division, good for the league. It's good. Rivalry, it's good. Okay. Well, if it's good, then let's have more of them. Boom. Argue that. Well, well, you don't want more of them. I mean, you can't go to ten con- can't go to 10 conference games. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. It needs to happen now. Should have already happened, really. Should have already happened. And, you know, you think we got a sagging trend in ticket sales and that kind of stuff and attendance across the board in college football now. Stay with what you have and look at, and talk to me in five years. Ten years. So it's going to change. The scheduling model is going to change. The playoff is going to expand. All those things are going to happen. Why not be out front and do it now? Why wait? That's all I'm saying. And I'm not trying to make an argument here that in any way, in any way, there are people in the SEC office who don't have the SEC's best interest in mind. They all do, and I trust that, and you can too. What I'm saying to you is, I believe it is a fact that people at those four universities, and it's not just recent, it's over many, many years, Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, and Georgia, they are throwing their weight around Maybe they they think it's for their own good. It's certainly good for Alabama right now because they could beat Tennessee with their second string. But people at those four universities are throwing their weight around and hanging on to this, we're going to play each other every year thing, and it holds the rest of the league hostage. At least one temporary solution would be to say, all right, boys, Fine. You four schools want to play each other every year, have at it. But the rest of the league is not going to be beholden to the fact that we're going to have this quote-unquote cross-division rival that nobody gives one flip about. We're removing that and rotating them just like everybody else. (laughs) At least free the schools up do what's best for them. But right now, this Alabama versus Tennessee and this Auburn versus Georgia thing holds the rest of the league hostage in their scheduling. It's holding everything back is what it's doing. It's one of the major reasons. Divinity Equipment Phone, 995-1059. Who is it, Roger? We got Oliver. What's up, Ollie? Or Oliver? I mean, I'm sorry about What's that. Going? What's That's happening? That's fine. Ollie's fine. Uh, when you like, I was calling in about this 
uh, about how you're thinking that the schedule is kind of confirmed and, and only playing uh, the SEC games every year, if I'm correct, then who would you add to the, like, the state schedule to kind of widen it every year, and who yeah. would you kind of rotate uh, every year? Because I know some things like those are the ones that draw the big tick, the big the big crowds, LSU, mm-hmm. Bama, uh, and Auburn, that when they come to Starville, they just usually draw the bigger crowds. So who would you add to the state schedule, or who would you remove, or yeah. Yeah. and all that? So what I get what you're saying, Oliver, is you've called in to say, hey, Matt, I've heard you complain enough. Now give me a solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I totally I get it. Um, <clears throat> look, I think that all you have to do is number one, remove the the permanent cross division rivalry stuff. Yes, it means that if you did that, Alabama would not play Tennessee every year. Potentially, it could rotate around. Auburn would not play Georgia every year. It would rotate around. I still think you could asterisk those games if they want to do it and let everybody else rotate, okay? But remove that. So, like, for Mississippi State, for instance, now they wouldn't necessarily be playing Kentucky every season. Kentucky would be just another Eastern Division team. I say keep the divisions. You want to have the conference championship game, keep the divisions. But just let them rotate like everybody else and go and play nine or ten conference games. You know, you have to win home and away. If you went to nine, yes, it throws it off because some years you would have some teams with more home conference games than others, but it would rotate the following year, so it is what it is. It rotates around. Some years it works for you. Sometimes it doesn't. You still got to compete. All right. some of them is like they put them together – because they know it's, that's going to be a win. Because like we've been dominating the sure the Wildcats for the last couple of years, up until last year. Every year we had Dan, we just dominated them. Yeah. yeah. I, look, the fact is the conference did great by Mississippi State and Ole Miss. They gave right. state they gave state Kentucky. They gave Ole Miss Vandy. You know that's basically what they did. Is they went look state and Ole Miss care about football. <laughs> Kentucky, Vandy, it is what it right. is. Play them, beat them. Fine, here you go. It's, it's almost as almost saying, like, we'll do this for you if you shut up. But, <clears throat> but here's the thing. I don't think in terms of how can we schedule wins. It ain't, this is not about scheduling wins. Because I think now, right. Oliver, it's getting to a point where you, you, you better schedule for your fan base. And you better schedule okay. for, for your sport. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And, you know, look, compete, man. Okay, the t- schedule's going to be a little tougher if you play more conference games. Well, guess what? It's tougher for everybody else, too. Guess what? Be better. And this whole thing of getting to bowl games. I have, as much as anyone, Oliver, enjoyed this run of postseason play by Mississippi State. I'm an example of I, I work on a radio crew. It's an extra game on the docket for me. Okay, great. It helps you in recruiting. Great. Helps you with practice. Wonderful. Great. But I think we I think it's had a shelf life of being a meaningful, tremendous advantage being in quote unquote bowl games. I think it's going to have a shelf life, meaning, man, we've got 48 bowl games. What's special about going to all of them? You know, we're to the point now where 
It's hard to get left out of a bowl. It's not hard to get to one anymore. It's hard to get left out. And so and you think, I don't think that can be a factor. Go ahead. Do you think, like, the years that if you're talking about Auburn and, and Georgia, are you saying that we could play Georgia more every now and then or, or play Miami Clemson or another big rivalry? SEC team or ACC team like Penn State or something like that. Yeah, absolutely you could. Absolutely. Here's what Saban has said, and again, he's out on that limb by himself, Oliver, but Saban is saying let's play 10 conference games and schedule a big non-conference. Right. Okay, and so, I mean, you're talking about strength of schedule stuff be through the roof, sure. So it's good for the conference in that way. It's good for the fans. Season tickets, make all the packages you want. They're all attractive. Season ticket packages, everything. Okay? When you do schedule, you know, Abilene Christian to come in there, now they're your only paid game. You're going to pay them even more. They're going to make even more money if they can get on your schedule. Okay? It's better for television. They've got better and more high-end content to sell. As opposed to throwing, you know, Ole Miss versus, um, I don't know, Idaho on a SEC Network alternate channel at three o'clock. Nobody wants that anyway. So you got more and better games for TV. TV's going to love it. The schools are going to love it because it's going to be easier for them to get people on campus, easier to sell, and, and better stuff to sell in terms of season ticket stuff. And it's better for the kids playing a game. I mean, I got news for you, but Alabama's players are not excited about playing Western Carolina the week before the Iron Bowl. And it does nothing for them. You know, Tua Tonga-Valoa can go out there and throw for five touchdown passes against Western Carolina, and it does nothing for his pro prospects because he's supposed to do it. All it could do is get get him hurt. So I just I think what you have right now has run its course. And I'm saying that anybody that's forward-thinking should be able to look at it and go, this has run its course. Let's change it. Oliver, when you think it might cha- go ahead. When you think it might do some change and we see, start to see a change every every other every year, or, or we see it, we start to see it progressing, like we change a little thing, we add a game, we start right. the game. Right, right. Yes. Year, when do you think this is going to start taking place? That's a good question. See, the TV contracts, I don't know how much longer those have. Um if it's four more years and when the look-ins are, I think TV will be a big part of it. So it, it may be a few years. I'll try to study up on that before tomorrow. Oliver, I appreciate you finishing us up today on the phone, man. Call me anytime. <clears throat> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Oliver, on the Divinity Equipment phone. TV will big, be a big part. Think about this. College football is the only major sport that waits up until the last minute to tell you what the game time is. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, college basketball, all of them. Game time's two months ahead of time. Football, we're going to wait till the last week. Why? They got a lot they can do better, for sure. And I love the sport. It's obvious. There's a lot of ways to get better. All right, see you all tomorrow in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 